What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. It's Under the Hood. Follow us on the gram at IGJHood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. What's up and welcome in. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. You will need that number right away because it is Thursday. Let me check the date. It's Thursday, July 16th. And if it's Thursday, if you've checked your social media, you realize it's not just a Thursday. My friends, it's a throwback Thursday. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Before Snapchat. What is that? Before Twitter. So what's the sitch? There was. That's so throwback. Those were the good times. That's so throwback. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Throwback Thursday memories. I see a little silhouette of a man. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. The throwback. It is time for Throwback Thursday right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Check in with me here for a Throwback Thursday. Every Thursday night we give you something that you remember from back in the day. You know, for some of us, we got to think back a little further. But for some of us, some of the things in the past were so good. Um, so, Eric, we got a great theme tonight. Great theme tonight. Um, and the theme that I have tonight... I always thought I could text and talk at the same time. I guess not. <laughs> you end up reading what you're typing out loud. <laughs> At ESPN 1000 until 9 o'clock. That's what I'm trying <laughs> That's what I'm putting out. About, so that people know that I'm on the air on Twitter. Okay. So the the theme that we have here, I, I swear I can walk and chew gum. I just can't text and uh, and talk at the same time on the radio. So here's what we have, my friends. The Throwback Thursday topic of the night is, what was your favorite movie you went to? to the theater uh, when you were in high school. Your favorite movie that you went to. That's it. When when you went to... What was your favorite movie that you went to the theater to see when you were in high school? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. And we've got some great submissions on the Facebook wall, facebook.com, the movie uh, that you saw in high school. The reason why this comes up is because... You know, you could see yourself on a July 16th when you're in high school, randomly going to see whatever the hot movie was. And so uh, in high school, I remember going to the Hyde Park theaters because me being a South Sider going to Hyde Park. It's still it's up now, by the way, it's refurbished, but it's a new Hyde Park theaters now. Back in the day, it would be the gosh, 
or would it be the uh, Filament Theater or the Mercury Theater, uh, a lot of different places around the city, um, uh, Factory Theater, and of course, all throughout the uh, suburbs, going to uh, these theaters to be able to watch your favorite movie. I remember going to Evergreen Plaza um, in Evergreen Park, outside of Evergreen Park, to watch movies. But uh, I'm going through this list, and people in high school, some of this stuff is really vintage and old school, and some of it's uh, you know, not, too, not, not so bad. So I'll, I'll give a couple examples. And we wait for your phone calls as, as well on this, 312-332-ESPN. What was your favorite movie that you went to go see at the theater when you were in high school? So let me give you a, a couple of um, submissions here. Tom Illich says he went to go see the Blues Brothers when he was in high school. It's also ages people, too. You can always get <laughs> the Blues Brothers is pretty special. Okay. Uh, Courtney Cross says he went to go see Do the Right Thing. That's uh, that's that's a really really strong movie. Blues Brothers is iconic as you well know right now. I, you know people wonder like the Blues Blues Brothers does it age well? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I mean who didn't like Belushi during that time? And now in death, people still remember how strong John Belushi was. Saturday Night Live, uh, making the Blues Brothers, him and Dan Aykroyd. So sure, that, that still holds up today as far as a fun kind of vintage movie. I ran out of uh, gas. I had a flat tire. I, I didn't have money for cab fare. My trust didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust. It wasn't my fault, I swear to God. <laughs> so the Blues Brothers, right? Let's see, what else is on here? And again, we'll take your calls as well. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Eric, i got to get yours as well before we're done with this, but... Don Shanahan says his favorite movie to, to watch when he was in high school was the movie Twister. I love that movie. Cal, I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. Another cow. Actually, I think that was the same one. It's great. Uh, Trevor Blanchard says that he went to go see Rocky Three at Midway at the Gateway, and they just installed the new sound system, and the balcony shook, um, and <laughs> like Star Wars. So Rocky Three is on his list for Trevor. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, so Tim White says the brother from another planet from 1984, a very young Joe Morton in that movie, as I recall. So the brother from another planet, 84, he saw that when he was in high school. Uh, 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Your favorite, your favorite movie you watched when you were in high school. Um, oh, of course, uh, Bill says the breakfast club. When that still comes on, by the way, just on like basic cable, I'll stop and watch that. Uh, the breakfast club. Just it's still, I, I don't think there's another, I don't think there's another way to be able to do that movie uh, and try to have like a Breakfast Club 2 or make it uh, up to date for 2020. I think as is, it was very good the way it was done. Breakfast um, Club holds up. Like, I feel like it still hits to all like the different sort of groups and types of people there are in high school. I think they did a good job of representing different types of people, different groups of people, different group friends within that movie. I love that movie still. How about this one? How about how old this is, Eric? Ben says Jaws from the summer of 76 when he was a freshman. There we go. <laughs> Woo! I bet that I mean, that had to be a spectacle at the time. Now, the question is, does Jaws hold up today, the original Jaws? Have you seen the original Jaws? 
I have, but it has been a, a while since you I have. Too. I have. I'm curious if it does hold up. Like if it if it is over the top where it's not scary. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of old movies, you, you kind of lose that. Have you seen like the viewing parties where people are like at lakes? And they're just yeah. floating on inner tubes in lakes, watching Jaws being projected. Like, yes, that's absolutely. kind of a fun event. <laughs> so, Throwback Thursday with you right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, let us go to the phone lines and talk to you um, and get yours. And I'm going to give mine, and Eric's going to give his as well, on a Throwback Thursday. It's not just a Thursday on Under the Hood. It's a Throwback Thursday. What do you remember about high school? What was that your favorite movie when you were in high school? school i'd like to know who you were with too by the way were you with your boys were you with your girls um was it a date was it just with family give me give me a little background because uh, i remember the the movies i'd go to would just mostly be with friends i don't remember going with, with my parents to movies when i was in high school mostly with friends or a girlfriend uh ben in evanston with jonathan hood on a throwback thursday hello ben What's up? How you doing? What's cracking, Ben? What do you remember about high school? Uh, I remember rocking out the Fresh Kicks and going to see Colors. Yes. Over at, uh, at I think it was called the Varsity Theater with my best friend Philip and my good friend Artis. And we would go there every week. We would pull down the fire escape and sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to pay. You just you just snuck in there. Oh, the, they had to always have that back door unlocked, so we would pull it down and just like sneak in and every day, and no one ever caught us. <laughs> you know what? Here's what I want to ask for everybody. I'm gonna start with you, Ben. I remember. Yeah. That, I remember going to the theater to see the Colors in '88 because I was a '88. Uh, I was a sophomore in high school. So, does that movie hold up today? I think it does. I, I thought about it when I heard it. What you uh, when you said it, like I just got off of work actually, so I was uh, list. I was like, oh, that's what I'm gonna watch tonight. So I, I can get back to you on that. Okay, <laughs> well, call me or or tweet me at tweet and Let me know if it still holds up. Yeah, so the reason why I liked it so much is I got the vinyl before the movie came out. Colors, colors, yeah, colors, but, colors. But I see. I I was in a record club and I got it before, and then the movie came out. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Ben, thanks a lot, man. Let me know if it holds up. I think it does, though. Okay, I'll let you know. All right, Ben. Thanks for checking in. Hope you had a great day at work. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Ben leaves line open for you. Uh, let me see what else is on this list here. Um, well, here's one. Um, so David Brown says it's either The Last Detail or American Graffiti when he was in high school. Um, Brock P says ID4 was his show. Uh, that he watched. Um, so, uh, oh, so, <laughs> how about this one, Eric? You ready for this one? Yeah, shoot. We have a, a submission from someone named Autumn Black. Oh, oh, Audie. Oh, okay. Is that my friend, Audie Black? I believe it is. I wonder what I didn't see this when I was going through the list. Yeah, I believe Audie Black, my friend. You know her. You know her husband. Well, you know, but but she <laughs> she's right. great. Uh, and she submits Mean Girls. Yes, love Mean Girls. Having lunch with the plastics was like leaving the actual world and entering girl world. And girl world had a lot of rules. You can't wear a tank top two days in a row, and you can only wear your hair in a ponytail once a week. So I guess you pick today. Oh, and we only wear jeans or track pants on Fridays. Now, if you break any of these rules, you can't sit with us at lunch. Well, I mean, not just you, like any of us. 
Okay, like if I was wearing jeans today, I would be sitting over there with the art freaks. <laughs> oh, and we always vote before we ask someone to eat lunch with us because you have to be considerate of the rest of the group. Well, I mean, you wouldn't buy a skirt without asking your friends first if it looks good on you. I wouldn't. Right. <laughs> I, I'm a massive fan of that movie. I really am. Mean Girls. Audie Black, I love her. I'm glad that she checked in. That was great. So Audie Black checking in with uh, Mean Girls. And we want you to come in with yours as well. We come back. Uh, Eric's going to give his. I'm going to give mine. I'm going to get yours as well. What was your favorite movie that you went to the theater to see when you were in high school on a throwback Thursday on UTH? You're listening to Under the Hood. Get the ESPN Chicago app for podcasts and the live stream from anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Download in the app store today. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. That's throwback. Sporty Spice on Twitter at TweetJHood says... The movie that she saw uh, when she was in high school was New Jack City at the Meadowdale in Carpentersville. Went to see with a bunch of friends, too violent for my sensitive nature, and I never watched it again, but I do remember most of the lines in the scenes. Oh, come on. How attentive. She's got a good memory. Like, that's <laughs> impressive. That's a good movie. That's one people should go out and check out. It is. It, New Jack City is a good movie. And I, I can't repeat a lot of the lines there, no. but I do recall... <laughs> Black Godfather, pretty much. The New Jack City. <laughs> That's what he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood Weeknights on ESPN 1000. We're in the middle of our throwback Thursday segment right here. We do every Thursday just to give you a smile, give you something to think, something else to think about than what's going on today in our world. That's why we do Throwback Thursday every Thursday. And uh, we're going to hear from Jesse Rogers, by the way, with the latest on the Cubs, as Kyle Hendricks has been named the opening day starter for the Cubs. So we'll get some Cubs and Sox information from Jesse coming up at 735 here on ESPN 1000. But we're asking the question, what was your favorite movie that you went to the theater to see when you were in high school? I will give you mine, sir. Um, So... For me, in 88, uh, I went to go see Coming to America and uh, Evergreen Plaza, and it was tremendous with Eddie Murphy. Behold, Simi, life, real life, a thing that we have been denied for far too long. Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, f- you! Yes! Yes! F- you too! <laughs> They should never do a, a, a redo of that either. No, Just that was alone. absolutely. And there's been talks of that too, but that wow. was one of them when I was trying to decide a clip to pull. Just so many lines, so many. <laughs> it's just an iconic film, right? It's just like the best. Um, one day, there's going to be a poll question: What was more appealing to you, uh, Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live, Eddie Murphy as the comedian, like doing Raw, uh, or Eddie Murphy the actor doing Coming to America? That that would be a hell of a poll question. And those because... are are clear three different Eddie Murphys too. Yes, like that yes. you could clearly differentiate between them, no doubt. Yeah. So uh, one day we'll do that as a poll question. You know, we're we'll, we're not when there's no sports again. Right. We'll do yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Next time. You know. Gosh, I don't even want to think about that. So Eric, tell me, when you're in high school, what was the movie for you? So kind of like you as. Like, we went to the movie theaters a ton, like, as a group, a group of guys, group of girls. We would go all the time, and, like, within three blocks of the movie theater, there was, like, 
a bunch of fast food, a bunch of coffee places, a bunch of ice cream. So, like, in this whole area, it was always just kids from, like, three or four high schools just hanging out. So, like, we went to the theaters a ton. And I actually, like, I Googled my, like, my high school years to see, like, what movies was particular in high school. And when I started thinking about it, it was all three of these because all three of these came out while I was in high school. But we needed to go to the movie theater that Thursday night at midnight to watch all the Bourne trilogies. Who pays $20,000 for a ride to Paris? I can't remember anything that happened before two weeks ago. Lucky you. No, I'm serious. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. None of it. What? Like amnesia? Yes. Yes. <laughs> We want you to jump in. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number for a throwback Thursday. Let me go back to the phone lines. How about Matt in Oak Forest on ESPN 1000? Hey, Matty. Hey, how you doing? Good, thanks. Hey, love the show. Thanks, Jay Hood. Uh, Yes, sir. I'm going to kind of piggyback off what Eric said. It's another trilogy. I had a bunch of guys that always used to go to, uh, we went to all the midnight shows for the Matrix, all the Matrix ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to uh, give myself out too much of a, a nerd fan, but we also followed it up with all the Lord of the Rings shows at midnight. We all went to the River Oaks theaters out in uh, Cal City. Yeah, um, I, you know what? That was me. I was a Cal City guy. Either that or River Run right next to it in Lansing. Remember? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that the well. River Run still uh, the one in Lansing still well it. Kind of open over there, but yeah, I, that was a go-to for me as well as a Southsider. I remember that very well. Oh yeah, yep, it's great times. All right, my friend, uh, let's talk. Let's hear from the Matrix. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I'm Team Red Pill, hard, big time. <laughs> Always have been. Let's go down that rabbit hole. You know, I didn't know that about you. Now I do know. I think you would have guessed that, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. We mentioned Eddie Murphy. Uh, Miguel Atkins says raw. Eddie Murphy saw that uh, in a theater. Um, Steve Silverman, Silvio says that. Um, when went to New York City as a senior in high school to see The Exorcist when it came out. Now that was a freaking experience and one oh, scary movie. That is awesome! Like uh, that movie. As we were talking about how like we're not sure if Jaws holds up or something like that. Exorcist holds up. Yes, it is still incredible. It's terrifying. It's creepy. It's a good one. That's a really good one. You know that you are successful uh, as a broadcaster, and we are successful as a show, Eric. When you have a Super Bowl champion, Emery Moorhead, weigh in on your question. There we go. Emery Blanking Moorhead, a great man, says um, he saw and I had, when I saw his submission, I'm like, wait a minute. Is he that old? He's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm that old. And he is that old. Uh, Love Story, Shaft, and Woodstock he saw at the theater. Now, here's the thing about Woodstock. Here's why I don't know. And our older listeners would know, right? Woodstock... The movie that was in theaters, I guess. Yeah, I, I've only seen it in documentary form. You can go see, you could see Woodstock at the theater, huh? Like the like the whole music thing in Woodstock. I, see, I, that, I don't know. He said he saw that at the theater. Our older fans could tell us about that. I don't remember that. I'm not that old. 
Uh, but Shaft for sure. Shaft was, was great. Obviously, I I was too young to see Shaft in the theater when I was a kid, uh, but definitely I have appreciation for that whole soundtrack, the the whole Shaft uh, black exploitation movie movement. I'm a big fan of that. Great stuff. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six Dino. Great Harry Carey impersonator says the double feature the jerk and Animal House. Well done. Saw that in the theater, he says. The Jerk. The Jerk was a Steve Martin movie from, I want to say, 79. Off the top of my head without looking. I believe 79, 80, somewhere in there. And Animal House is a classic. Uh, did not see it in the theater. I saw that on um, on cable TV as a kid. Like the old on TV that was in Chicago. Um, Joel says American Me and Colors. which as a second vote for Colors tonight. Um, Jay says he saw New Jack City in his freshman year and saw the emergence of Ice-T, Chris Rock, and Wesley Snipes into stardom. Let's see. What else do we have here? Karen said, Karen's too embarrassed to say. She says that um, it's, it's too long ago. She can't remember. Um, <laughs> Rick, Rick Camp. You know oh, Rick yeah, Camp, right? Rick. All right. What's he got? Rick Camp. Rick Camp, NBA uh, analyst. Rick Camp says, undercover brother. Great movie, but also a statement on how infrequently I went to the theater. I was going to say, how is that? A- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, like, the movie's fine, but for it to be that one on the list. Is- Dude, I could go across the street to see Undercover Brother, man. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, that's so funny. Like, uh. I guess it was a slow day wherever he was living. <laughs> Just like, uh, Undercover Brother. Yeah, why not? Um... Let's see. Paul Huber, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Phoebe Cates' bikini scene was uh, the coming-of-age moment for me. That's what you're looking for, Eric. The, like, <laughs> that's going to have to be another it throwback is. Thursday. It was like your first moment, your jaw drop type thing. When you started to realize women or realize men, what was the one? That's good. Okay. All right, next week. Yeah, that's a good one. Next week. Because right, the, the coming of age moment, I had to think about that, and I couldn't come up with anything off the top of my head. But now it's now it's coming to me, and I'll wait until next week. Yep, I, I got mine. I do. I <laughs> do. Over, you got, in, got handy. That's funny. Uh, right. Throwback Thursday right here on ESPN 1000 with Jonathan Hood. Scott is in Aurora on ESPN 1000. Hey, Scotty. What's up, buddy? How you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. Do you remember high school? What was that movie that you went to when you were in high school? Uh-huh. Uh, but I did do the midnight showing of, if you want to count this, is Led Zeppelin, the song remains the same. And we did a little uh, pre-movie slash pre-game uh, tailgating uh, to kind of get in the mood, if you, if you yeah. understand that part, too. I do. I do. This is why you can't remember high school very well. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. That's right. it. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> After that, I have the right to remain silent. Yeah. I understand. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Um, That's oh, something that doesn't happen anymore. Bands putting out big, large releases to come out into theater. That, like a, a concert, an hour and a half long concert that comes out in theater. That's something that, that is very irregular now. Now that's a cable special. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's an ESPN special. Apparently. Yes. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the Eagles, now apparently. Now, like, like, think about if you in like our buddy Jim Ross, the AEW wrestling announcer. Like his number one band is the Eagles. Like he'll go anywhere in the country if he can to go see the Eagles, right? And so, and you know, classic Eagles, great songs, you know, great albums over the years. 
And think about all the money that you might have spent to see the Eagles, and all of a sudden, one random Sunday night, here they are on ESPN. Yeah, they're on your TV. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right? <laughs> Think about like, it. If they're touring, you're paying two hundred dollars for a ticket right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then, you know, you you spend all this money for the Eagles because you're a big fan, and then you see them at the, I guess it was the Forum, right? Or or I know they're in Los Angeles, and they're performing there, and it's like, there's Chris Berman. Now the Eagles, Eagles. They're gonna bring you back, 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 back. Like, wait, wait a minute. I feel bad for Eagles fans. Like, wait, if that was going to be the case, I would never spend that much money to see an Eagles concert. But great music, for sure. Um, I'm mad at Julie in Evanston. How come she didn't hold? She had she had her uh, submission of Porky's. Which is uh, one of them. I, I, I'm going to double check, but I don't think... Uh, I don't think it would fly in today's climate. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know how fly. else to put it, but I, just, it. <laughs> I, just don't, I think it'd be problematic. Just some some of the language. That's true. I remember seeing that, and I wasn't supposed to see it at the age yeah, I saw it. Absolutely, that was definitely so. one of them you, you saw before you were supposed to. I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we missing, Eric? Did we get to Star Wars? I did not. So, hey, just for Star Wars, what is your favorite Star Wars song? Is it the theme song? <laughs> Yes. Mine is the cantina scene. I don't know why. I love this song. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. I've always liked that song. That's so strange. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) The iconic open, like the the iconic theme of Star Wars. You're like, nah, nah. Nah. I just like the one that's a little bouncy. Yeah, give me with the aliens playing the instruments. I'm in. No reason. Always have just liked it. Original Star Wars hold up today? Yes, I think so. Only, okay. only the hard part is the like the animation, the graphics, and that type of thing. But story wise, yes, I do think so. Now I've never been like the the Star Trek Star Wars guy. Like I've seen the movies and I've seen the TV shows, but I'm not one of these guys that's just like locked into it. Um, so I've never been one or the other. I did have the Star Wars like bedspread and like uh, curtains when I was a kid. Yeah, I was as a kid. I don't think I, I watched. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty quick trend. That, I'm surprised <laughs> it went from that to that. To be honest, <laughs> I didn't really watch Star Wars until I was an adult. I like avoided it as a kid, and then I finally, like in my late twenties, like I need to sit down and actually watch these movies. And and again, they did hold up. The stories are are worth watching and going through. I've never watched any of the Star Trek movies. I'm not a stand for either one. I'm just. I've watched them. You know, I'm not a yeah. massive fan of Star Wars. Yeah, me too. I know that for it's cup socks when it comes to this stuff, right? It's you got to be a Star Trek or Star Wars right. person, and yep. people fight you in the streets. So they don't have to fight me because I'm neither one. I've seen them. Um, I saw the original Star Wars. The, it might have been the drive-in. It might not mean a theater. Might have been a drive-in at the time uh, with my family. And uh, so no, but I'm I'm neither one of those. Um, I just I've enjoyed the movies and I moved on. I mean, I guess unless Star Trek can match this, I'll, I'll fight for Star Wars. That's all. I think that should be the new theme of the show. Just come, come <laughs> in with that every night. Be in a good mood, perpetually. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. Welcome in. Teddy Z from from Hammond says he saw a Predator at the Tiny Theater in the Keys in 87 with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, a lot so. of big, wet muscle guys. If you watch that movie, yes. everyone for some reason is sopping wet. Even the Predator for for one. But I don't know why. It's one of those things that everyone's just muscles and wet. 
Did they film in Florida where it just rained <laughs> just all the time? Just humid as hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael says Pulp Fiction. And um, we have one more, James. James and Maryville, Indiana on ESPN 1000. Hey, James. Hey, Jay. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, thanks. Um, I was scared because, <laughs> let me tell you a quick story. Okay. I was hoping somebody would say the other movie, and you said it. When you said 1988, I said, coming to America. Thank God. Now, here's the movie I was torn with. And I have to say, arguably, the greatest comedic cast of all time was Harlem Nights. Yes. By that far. That theater was crying laughing. I would never forget it. <laughs> Where were you? Do you remember? Where were I? Yeah, to just to see it. Do you remember where you where you were? Oh God, yes. Oh God, yes. The South Lake Mall. Okay, okay. <laughs> Me and my brother. God, yes. <laughs> That's yeah. You talk about. Yes. You're talking about Della Reese, Richard Pryor, oh, Eddie Murphy, God. Red Fox, Robin Harris. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, have a good one, buddy. You All right, care. man. And that's uh, that was in 89, November of 89 when that was released. There's something about the shared experience of like a side-splitting comedy in the movie theater that you can never match at home. Like when True. everyone is rolling laughing, it's such a different experience than it is at your house. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that, my friends, is how we do Throwback Thursday every Thursday right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Um, yeah, for Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. I might have to get that movie poster. I'm, I'm not sure I've seen tape. this. I oh my! God. I'm gonna have to see where I can find it. My friend, you need to see that. You will. It's hilarious. Every scene, it's iconic scenes on this as well. It's a great movie. We got to talk about the Cubs and the White Sox with Jesse Rogers. We get his thoughts um, about what we can expect from both teams, both sides of town. That's next right here on UTH. It's Under the Hood. Follow us on the ground at IGJHood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We're just days away from... Major League Baseball, for real. Uh, Cubs, Sox, everything else around Major League Baseball. The man who covers the Cubs and everything else around the big leagues is Jesse Rogers. My friend joins me here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Hello, Jess. Good evening, Jay Hood. What's up, pal? Oh, you know what's up. Right around the corner, little Cubs, little White Sox, everything else, MLB. I'll ask you this. Um, what stands out most uh, about what you've seen so far in these uh, summer camps? Uh, you've been at a few of these here at Wrigley Field. What do, you, what do you like most about 2020 Cubs baseball? Yeah, I'll say very specifically Kyle Hendricks, who was named the opening day starter. He looks fantastic. He kind of always does in the spring, and this is you know obviously the summer version of spring training. Um, because he doesn't throw hard. It doesn't take him forever to get ready. You know, he just, he's just sharp. He's just sharp, and he looks that way. So I, I like the fact that he's getting the opening day nod. Um, could have been Darvish. They've been working at the same time, same days, facing each other in scrimmages, but they went with Kyle Hendricks. He just seems a little bit more stretched out. I would not be surprised if he threw six innings uh, in, in his first start of the season. I don't think a lot of starting pitchers will do that, but he could. He's going to throw up to you know eighty-five to hundred ne- or eighty-five next time out against the White Sox on Sunday. So I and then and then he could get to a hundred on opening day against the Brewers. So I, 
I like Kyle Hendricks. And actually, I mean, I've been impressed at, 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 at what's going on at the plate. I thought hitters would be way behind the pitchers. Wilson Contreras is locked in. Caratini looks good. There's been a lot of good at-bats. You know, it, it's, it's meaningless in some ways, but I, I, I thought they'd be way behind. I thought there'd be strikeouts galore and, and poor contact against their own pitchers. But Cub hitters have looked decent. So um, we'll see if that translates come Friday against the Brewers. But uh, that catching combo really stands out. I really like them. And obviously with the DH, that is an advantage. You can get Caratini and Contreras in the lineup at the same time. You know, for those that have never been to a practice of any kind when it's um, when you're taking on, you know, like oh, for the Bears, the offense takes on the defense. We've seen this here with the Cubs and White Sox taking on one another in these intra-squad games. How does a, a manager usually uh, evaluate? Because we're, we're seeing some things here, obviously, offensively where the ball is up in the air and things are working well for the Cubs. The other side, you know, the, there's some defensive gems here and there. I wonder how Ross... Is able to evaluate all of that uh, when he sees it out there. When some players make mistakes, or if the ball it goes out of the ballpark, I think it's the same thing as he would do in the Cactus League as much as he can. I mean, you're you're still facing major leaguers. It's not like they brought a minor league team, and you are facing you Darvish, you are facing John Lester, you're facing Kyle Hendricks. So the result is still going to be of of, of the major league variety, right? You, it's not watered down in any aspect for either side. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, a guy makes a diving catch or a guy doesn't, I don't think is, you know, going to be made a big deal. I think it's about reps for, for everybody in the field, at the plate, on the mound. So as long as they're getting their reps, I don't think David Ross is doing a lot of evaluation. I think you evaluate pitchers. Do they look strong? Can they be stretched out? I mean, that that's important to start this season. How long can a pitcher go? Can a reliever go two innings instead of one? Can a reliever go back to back? Those are all sort of things David Ross has to evaluate. That's not easy in a three-week stretch. But other than that, he can he can evaluate his hitters pretty much like he would in February or March because he is fa- they are facing major league pitching. You, you broke the news about Hendricks, as you mentioned, as opening day. Then you had uh, Darvish after that. Anything else was, uh, after that? I mean, between those no, two? No, I, I mean, I think it's, it, it, it's obvious it's going to be Lester Chatwood or Chatwood Lester if Lester's not ready for some reason. But, man, they better get ready because they don't have a lot of pitching behind it. Still unclear when and if they'll use a fifth starter or do a bullpen day. Alec Mills, they, they, they don't have many guys that can do what he does. They have a couple, but – He's going to be that swing man, which could be a very important role. But if he's starting, he can't do that swing role. So um, it, it is a little interesting after Darvish and Hendricks. Obviously, Lester, like I said, is there and, and, and Chatwood as well. But it, it's, nothing's written in stone after those couple top guys. Those are, your, those are your horses this year. I think Lester can get there. He's just not, not there yet. Big guy, takes a little bit longer to get there, but I would expect he would start game three or four. Jesse Rogers covers the Cubs of Major League Baseball for ESPN.com. He joins me, Jonathan Hood, on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You know, it's as they grow up before our very eyes, Jesse, Rizzo and Bryant are interesting to listen to. I heard that Zoom call with Rizzo, very thoughtful, laid out his thoughts about COVID-19 and Major League Baseball, talking about his situation. Uh, it, it started for me with Bryant, with him him dissing St. Louis, and then, of course, his contract situation. I like that the two, two of the pillars of the Cubs are as outspoken as they are because you need that. That sounds like leadership to me when I hear them with their long-form thoughts. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and especially right about Rizzo. And both have evolved over the years in those roles. It came a little easier and quicker for Rizzo. He was almost forced into that role back in you know, 13, 14, 15. 
obviously when they got Lester it helped. But as, as far as the position players are concerned, we know that Rizzo's kind of been the captain all along here, and he has been more outspoken in recent years. Brian, it's really been a transformation. I, I, I mean, I guess it was a couple years ago. It started in spring training. He seems, by the way, most outspoken in spring and, and, and summer camp in this case. Once the season gets going, Chris kind of, you know, I don't know, quiets down. But, you know, he, he kind of goes into his own little baseball world where he's just trying to hit the ball, obviously. Um, but in spring training these last couple of years, he's definitely been more outspoken. And as he's grown into this sort of player that he is, union rep, though he, he, he gave that up to Ian Happ once he had a kid, um, it, it's been interesting to watch. Uh, Chris Bryant always – seemingly he has an opinion on anything you ask him. And as a reporter, you like that. So mm-hmm. – I think you hit the nail on the head. Both guys are very interesting to listen to. How's Rizzo's back? I mean, I think he's going to be okay. I know a lot of people are worried, and, and, and I'm more worried about his timing at the plate than the back. I think the back will be fine. He was in the cage again today. He, he, he's always been honest about it. He, he said he's on the other side of the worst of it in that Zoom with reporters yesterday, so that's good. That means he's just days away from being himself again. Um, I think he'll be in there opening day. I really do. If he has a setback, then he won't. I mean, we're at that point where one setback, he's out of the opening day lineup. So I'm going to roll the dice and say he'll be there opening day. The production, the timing of his at-bats, though, that's that's what's going to be interesting to watch. He's usually a slow starter when the season begins in April. I don't know if that's going to carry over. I don't know if being out. I mean, there's a whole new world we're talking about. Maybe guys that were, were hitting all of March, April, May, and uh, in, in June – are going to be cold once July. Who knows? I mean, I don't know, but I do worry about his timing. That's not something you can just pick up without uh, uh, some games under his belt. So hopefully he's in there very soon. All right, I need talk show, Jesse, for the question that we had uh, on the baseball show earlier. Uh, you could follow along at ESPN MLB show. The question of that show that we had today was, uh, name a player uh, that has something to prove, either on the Cubs or the White Sox. Well, I... I... I still think you Darvish has something to prove. Um, you could say he proved it at the end of last year, but the end of last year is not ace material. Now here's a season that's going to be 10, you know, meaning that's not enough. That's not enough to say he's an ace. That's what I mean. I mean, his stuff says it, but he's got to perform it when it counts. And so here's a 10 to 12 start season. Here's where you can really show something, right? No, no, don't take any starts off. Um, don't lead the league in walks like he did at the beginning of the year. Uh, last, you know, Put it together. Put it together. I still think you, Darvish, has something to prove. Some people may disagree with me. There's no doubt. On the other side of town, I mean, I, I don't think any of the young players have something to prove necessarily. I, 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 you know, you're a bigger White Sox fan than anybody I know. You may feel differently. But, look, Dallas Keuchel signed, okay? Uh, he, he took that half a year off, got, got in with the Braves, was okay. You know, is he the leader and stud that, that they – are hoping hey, he can be, I think in some ways he has something to prove. Um, you know, you just signed a big money contract. Now show me. Show me on the mound. I think he's a great guy. I think he is a good leader, but he's got to perform. So in, in, in different ways, two veteran starting pitchers on each side of town, I'd like to see them perform. And I guess, you know, you hate to say it this way, but live up to their contracts, Jay Hood. Yeah, that's fair. I, I added, for, for the White Sox, you know, I'm always asking you about the Cubs closer situation because that's still up in the air to me. Even the bell's going to ring here soon, and I still don't believe in the what the uh, Cubs have in the eighth or ninth inning to be able to close the door on some teams. That I think that's still to be determined. But on the White Sox side of thing, Calame, 
I think that that's something that's not talked about. Maybe there's a reason for it, but I want to see whether or not he can, for the rest of the season, be that guy. There, there is Ciszek, there is Bummer. They've got a nice, got some nice veterans and some young people in the bullpen. So I look at that, and I look at a guy that no one's talking about in Mazzara. As soon as that that deal went down, Jesse, it was like people were like, "Oh, why this guy?" Of all people in right field, why is it, why is Mazar on the team? Well, I know he does, he's not getting any press. I just want to, want him to prove that the signing was worth it, that the deal was worth it. I know that he's maybe the most tenth most interesting thing on the White Sox, but uh, his offense can help this White Sox team too if someone's not doing well. Yeah, they were very particular about who they picked up in the offseason as they try to advance this thing out of their rebuild. So. It is interesting that they chose him, that they focused on him. I agree with you. I love Colme. I've, I've been on with you before. I think that was a steal of a trade. He had a good year last year. No reason to believe he can't do the same. I definitely like the back end of the White Sox bullpen better than the Cubs right now. But that's on paper. you got to perform. and um, you know That's one area for a young team. If you can lock down those leads uh, late, that, that, that could be a, a bigger confidence boost than, let's say, a veteran team that's kind of been there before. So, I think that is interesting what they've done at the back end of their pen. Yeah, so Calame, he signs that one-year $10 million deal, so it's a show-me deal. Like, it's, it's one of those things where you can get more money on the market maybe, um, you know, the next season, but with it being, again, 60 games, you're in the closer, lock it down. Lock it down. We'll see what he can do. I'll, I'll keep my eyes on him. For sure. For sure. I think he's great. I really do. I think he was a great, great acquisition. They were real particular these last two off-seasons. I mean, first they tried to blanket and get the biggest names, but once they didn't get the Bryce Harpers and a couple other of the big names, Manny Machado, they they focused on a couple, three guys, and I kind of like the moves Rick Hahn made. Would that make them one of the favorites or the favorite in the American League Central? White Sox? I, they're, they're, it's interesting. I mean, they, they, they won't hit a wall. We know that. But do they have that uh, enough? Do they have enough experience and, and understanding of, of what it takes to win and, they, and now in a shortened season, it's it's an interesting dynamic with that. I think a lot of eyes are on the White Sox this year. I think you're I think you're leaning toward a wild card. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like you're going to put your money on maybe a wild card for the Sox, and maybe with the Twins being the best in the American League Central. How about this? I'll put your money on it. I'll take your money and put it on the White Sox. <laughs> I, it's, I don't know. It's it's uh, yeah. I, they got a shot, but man, it, it could go either way. That that cliche certainly rings true for them. Get off to a fast start. You're, not, better. you're just not sure about the kids, and that's fair. You're not sure about some of the young parts in order for you to be putting your money up to say the Sox are make the playoffs. And you, and by the yeah. way, I, I'll go along with you on that. I'll say 2021 is when everything starts for the Sox. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. You, you, I don't think you can find an upset White Sox fan at the end of this year. I think it's all you shouldn't be able to. It's all positives because this is 60 games of experience in a weird, unique season that will only help them in 2021. I will absolutely put your money and my money on the White Sox next year, no matter what happens this year, because this is about at-bats, innings, cohesion, coming together. And there's no, there should be no issue with doing that over 60 games. You know, it's, it's a win-win for the White Sox. Jesse, I'm glad you spent some time. Uh, when are you going to be uh, on a guest on KBO television? We're looking at a 6 a.m. Saturday morning appearance. I don't know who's playing. I don't know who's managing. I know uh, Jason Benetti is doing the game along with Kyle Peterson. So I will be talking to them at about 6 a.m. on ESPN Saturday. That's unbelievable. <laughs> 6 a.m. Are you there to promote the Cubs-Sox game on Sunday? Is that the, is that the deal? 
I think I'm just there to fill time so uh, they have something, somebody to talk to. That's basically it. <laughs> oh, boy. The Bonetti comedy at 6 a.m. on Saturday. You better be in a good mood. Be careful. Oh, I know. I was on with him last week, so I know I got a taste. I got a taste. I know what he's all about. Good man. <laughs> Jesse, as always, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on the show. You got it, Jay Hood. Take care. Is Jesse Rogers covers Major League Baseball for ESPN.com with me on Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.